Savage Patch Kids app ready. Yeah, you guys, we have been so busy. We got home working on the Savage Patch Kids fitness app. It's coming soon, right? Yeah, it's coming out real soon. So I'm super stoked about it, to be honest. And uh, I know you're probably supposed to say that for your stuff, but yeah. our personality is like, if it's not awesome, we're not really that into it. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's it's super awesome. And I guess I'm so excited because I just can't wait for this to get into the hands of kids yeah. everywhere. Yeah, man. We're super excited to see like what happens with parents. Uh, yeah. You know, we uh, you ran your Q&A and, uh, right. IG, and we get like 10,000 questions <laughs> of good stuff. Yeah, but you know, this time was cool because it was like such a diverse amount of questions. So right. we held some back so we could talk about them here because I think some of these questions were a little harder to like write out. You right. know what I'm saying? The real plus side of social media is like you're able to like put out a lot of fun information that's like very what doable. Yeah. The only downside is like some things are longer answered. You Which know? is why we started the podcast. Hey, long form. Here we go. <laughs> All right. First question. This was asked quite a bit. How is our animal-based diet going? Uh, is there a word that's stronger than exceptional? Well, yeah. Okay. So we're just going to open up this can of worms real quick. So right, Jordan's doing exceptional, right? Looking good. Feeling good. Yeah. Skin looks amazing. He feels great. Blah, blah, blah. I don't look a day over 43. It's kind of annoying to be honest with you. So first off, I feel great. Like yeah. I physically feel like I can work out more. I've been doing jujitsu more. My recovery is on point. But my skin is breaking out, and I'm not the only one. It's them hormones. I'm not the only one. So I talked to other people that are on this animal-based diet, specifically a woman, Kate. You know, I'm talking about you, girl. And we're breaking out. Breaking out into dance moves. <laughs> so the <laughs> Breaking first, out into gains. What are we breaking out I don't know. Out we're into? just breaking out. Like, we're 13-year-olds going through puberty right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's definitely anecdotal, the responses, right? Because it's like all a study of two alpha females yeah, here. Yeah, it's just what's going on with us. <laughs> but that being said, I think it's very plausible that you're probably like having a higher hormone count than you did before just because everything's like running so optimally so yeah. you guys are like a couple of teenage girls as far as like your total amounts of um testosterone probably testosterone i think very likely yeah. so because you know it's it seems to be the like both of y'all's fitness leanness hardness right. muscularity all that stuff seems to be increasing and uh you know i know on good authority that neither you cats are on drugs so right. What it's could it be? Nothing else than that. What's weird about it is so like the first two months we were on it, both of us had, I've had, I had clearer skin than I've ever had. And then all of a sudden it's like this transition and now I have, it almost looks like hormonal acne. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes the most sense. You know, yeah. I mean, if you've kind of been depriving, it's not depriving. It's just like, you're going to have receptor cells on all your muscles and women obviously have receptor for, uh, androgen locations just like men do and this is again this is just a hypothesis this is a guess that probably we're just talking sense. through it in case anybody else has yeah we're issues. chatting out loud in case you try this out but uh probably you're just having more free testosterone and we actually had justice tests uh tested yeah. right quite a few years ago probably closer to 10 years ago yeah and we were extremely surprised at how low it was just regularly right. you but know you know what, what? now I, now that i'm into like hormone research 
I probably tested at the wrong time of like my right. cycle and all of that. So right. I'm going to get them tested again because I would like to see, you know, especially for women, you can't just test your, your testosterone, you know, any time of the month. Like yeah. I probably should test it's it. It's best to do it like times. right after yelling at your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what my test is. Um, but on the plus uh, side for people that are like interested in trying to increase all their healthy hormones, right. it does sure as heck seem like the... It's pretty nuts. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, if that's the only downside of that, I'm breaking out, but I feel fantastic. I'm able to train more and more and recover. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. And Earlier today. Because I was thinking about it, and our stovetop is broken, and so yeah. I haven't been cooking eggs. Drop top. Yeah. Stovetop. Got no eggs in the, the crock pot. pot. <laughs> <laughs> um, our uh, stovetop is broken, so I haven't eaten eggs, and with my eggs, I would put a bunch of ghee or butter, so I think maybe that Jiu-jitsu is... Jiu-jitsu or... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Listen, man, we're going to use all these fancy diet terms. Like, what's ghee? Ghee is, I guess it's like butter, but it's, um, is it cooked at a lower heat or is um, it a higher heat? Yeah, and I think it's it's fat specifically from That's a certain organ. Fat, yeah. yeah, tallow is Tallow. Fat. Ghee is butter, but it's it's like, um, I'm pretty sure it's made at a different temperature than regular butter. Mm. You just keep talking. I'm going to be looking that up. So, once upon a time. Tell them what we eat every day. Go, go through that. That's what they want to know. Yeah, for sure. So update, like we said, it seems to be, and my guess is that um, Jess and, and Kate probably both have like a much higher red meat content. So like the ability to be able to actually like put all the hormones into practice is like you're, you're probably just getting a much bigger response. So what does it look like daily? Lots of ground beef, yep. um, a decent amount of honey, like appropriate for both of their activity levels. So like, what is that prescription? I'm the worst at giving what's because I give almost exclusively whys, right? I'll give the what's, let yeah. me give the why's real quick. <laughs> you know, the why is just, you want to make sure that if you're feeling a little drained in your workouts, increase a little more fruit and honey. If yeah. you feel like you're starting to get soft or hold more water, decrease it. So look for that sweet spot. Yeah, I think based upon if you are following the animal-based diet, it's about one grams of um, protein per your body weight. Sure. And then I believe it's like 0.8 grams per your body weight of fat and then 0.7 grams of body weight per carb. Gotcha. Yep. I so, technically don't follow any of that. I know you don't. I'm just yeah. saying some people out there like to follow For that. sure. You guys like the what's. Here's what I do. I extremely bias every single time I eat with a lot of protein. Yeah. And then I include fruit and honey as I feel... Uh, from a sweet tooth standpoint, I guess. And I think basically, I mean, everybody has different personalities. And for us, I feel Mm-mm, like... If, nope, everybody has to do what I do. <laughs> I feel like for us, if we were like measuring everything out all day, we would be behind because it it just wouldn't work out. And so for us, we kind of intuitively eat. We try to make sure we eat about one gram per body weight of protein for, for sure. sure. Protein yep. is a must. Um, and then based upon how much activity we've done is how many carbs we eat. And then like myself, I'm trying to up my fat. So, right. and then going off of what you just said, if I were like really trying to gain weight yeah. or I was really trying to get leaner and I yeah. wasn't seeing like great effects, I 100% would track what I'm doing. Oh, absolutely. Right. So like if you're really struggling to move one direction or the other, yeah. you, ha- you got to track it. So you at least know what your baseline looks like exactly. so you can make adjustments. All right. Back to Guy. So I was right. Yeah. So what's new, people? Hey, mm, for all you married husbands out here there, here we go, guys. You've never heard that term. Here we go. What's the difference between butter and ghee? Butter is the butter fat. Ghee takes this process a step further. Ghee is clarified butter, butter, which means it's heated to the point where manufacturers can remove any remaining water and caramelized milk solids. So ghee is just mm, more concentrated. 
You butter. know what? I actually, I remember when we Googled this. I just didn't commit it to memory because it didn't seem like that big a deal to me. All right. So basically, how many meals a day do you eat? Hey, the plus side of ghee over butter, right, is cookability. It, uh, it's when you're cooking it, it, it basically has like less of a rancid effect, right? Well, that and it like, you know when you put butter in the pan, it like instantly burns up, so you right. put more butter. Right. You put like a tablespoon of ghee, and right. it's like, it's almost like, it's like oil. Right. It's perfect. Yeah, very cool. And it tastes good. Delicious. How many meals a day do you eat? Hmm, I would say probably three. Really? You think I eat more than that? I eat three meals and about two snacks. Yeah, what's a snack look like? A meal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you could say three meals, two snacks, or five meals. Yeah, it looks good on paper. <laughs> Again, like, for me, I have kind of such a flexible day um, as far as, like, what I'm doing that day. So, like, let's say I have a very planned out day, probably, like, four times a day. Oh, it could be two times a day. It could be five times a day. Yeah, it really just depends. Everywhere. Depends on what training I've done, what training's coming up and all that. Yeah. Um, what do the kids snack on? You tell me. I was about to say, you don't know what they snack on. You know what's interesting is, so I obviously know a lot about nutrition and training uh, just from years and years of practice here, but I regularly, like, Jess is the nutritionist for the kids, right? She's the nutritionist, the stylist, the everything. The stylist. Is, yeah, so it's like, you know, I'll be going to pick up some shoes or something for the kids, and I'm like, Jess, what size do the kids wear? Yeah, right? I, had I, him, I had him go to Target and pick out a, a leotard for Brody for gymnastics. <laughs> that was a terrible experience. Oh, my experience, gosh. He's, like, sending me photos with him, like, hung up on the rack. Well, first off, I don't look like a nice guy, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I look the way I do. I'm kind of like rough around oh, the edges. Gosh. I got a beard and I'm just like a grown man shopping in Target where there's nothing, in the middle of the day where there's nothing but like, you know, single moms, moms and, and soccer moms and Starbucks. And I'm just sitting in there like looking for a Leo. I'm like, I gotta get out of here, man. I I feel like I look like a crazy person or a creep right That's now. That's what's right? so funny. Like, I don't think dads know anything. Like, what size shoe do the kids wear? No clue. You really have no you clue? You know what? Brody wears, Brody got that giant flipper. She's got what, like a six or a seven adult size foot, um, like a six? Probably like five and a half. Yeah. Woman's and I know that because she can wear my mom's. Okay. Yeah. What size is, you know what size Slade wears? It's bigger than yours at this point. It's like eight, probably eight or nine. Yeah, it's about a nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so the kids, what do they snack on? So they definitely eat animal-based like us. So they'll right. have protein as like the main source of their meal. And then they also have fruit. They also eat liver daily. So every morning they'll eat their breakfast and then we'll give them a little bit less than a half ounce of liver that they'll just take and swallow. Uh, to start off with, we didn't do that. We would like blend the liver for our daughter yeah. or you can take, actually get capsules and put the desiccated powder if someone's right. interested in doing that. Yeah, uh, that's actually a, a fantastic life hack that we worked with Brovo there is uh, she was not super into that oh yeah let's just swallow yeah. some raw yeah. liver right so we just would make her like a strawberry smoothie throw that bad boy in there she'd be like this is the best smoothie this is the best ever. smoothie i've ever had and we're like good <laughs> fantastic yeah and then i think at one point uh we were just busy one morning and i was like listen you're not even going to be able to taste this and for you guys who haven't tried raw liver it has a hint and i mean a hint of an aftertaste to it but yeah. it is so minimal and yeah, so it's worth not it. Bad at all. It, and you will definitely feel the difference from right, eating it. For sure. Yeah. It's like the best multivitamin you could ever take. For sure. Yeah. 
But so snack wise, you know, kids are hungry all the time. So you feed them a meal of protein and fruit and then they're hungry right away. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, they do eat rice. So we'll feed them white rice as another carb source. Um, and then I also purchase, uh, snacks that are seed oil free and gluten free. So there's a brand, a brand called Siete which is awesome. Everything is gluten-free and seed oil-free. They just use avocado or coconut oil. Um, and then they also will snack on, uh, I think there's another brand that makes popcorn from avocado or coconut oil. Basically any snack that I can find that has minimal ingredients, definitely gluten-free and seed oil-free. You keep talking about them seed oils. I was about to say, so why do we hate seed oil? First off, what are seed oils? Hey, look, first off, we don't hate seed oil. We don't have nothing against seed oil. We, we do? just don't, don't want it to be stored in our body. Okay. Right? So, I mean, if you got to, like, lubricate some engines, which is what seed oil was originally created for, which is wild. Wow. Then, yeah, you're good to go. So, like, if you just think about it from a common sense standpoint, right, if, which is so crazy because seed oil is just that, and oil is going to be triglycerides, right? It's going to be fat. And the craziest thing about that, right, these, these lumped up together lipids is if you were to eat these seeds, right, like in nature, you're walking around, you would never be able to consume it in the amount that you can consume it when you're eating it as an oil, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Like it's just not consumable. So what they said is somewhere around like 2% is, so the worst part of the seed oil is linoleic acid, right? And the thing is, is, as you're consuming this in nature, just normal, even if you're eating vegetables, don't do it. You're going to consume like max 2%, right? Except what we're finding right now is the seed oil consumption has gone drastically up. And it started in the early 1900s when Crisco came out. And Crisco yeah. ran like a, a really big brand. Every grandma's got Crisco in there. That's right. So Crisco came out and ran like a fantastic branding campaign against lard right so they up to that point the main source of fat for humans was animal fat and we were very much leaner crisco ran a good campaign it became very much um in common language the myth that you know eating animal fat is going to make you fat and so seed right. oil kind of rose to prominence at that point and the problem with seed oil is not just it's not really necessarily a caloric issue compared to fat because you know you can say a calorie is a calorie the problem is we are not equipped to get it out of our system Got right you, yes. so like the analogy the kids asked me the other day is let's say that the bed of the truck can hold five cartons in it right and so if i put five cartons in it I pull up to a warehouse, somebody can pull the five cartons out, no problem, right? That worker has the strength to pull that out. Yeah. If every time I put a carton in, right, the carton takes up the same space in the back of the truck, except it weighs 500 pounds. Oh. When I pull up, the worker's not going to be able to pull that. You know, he's got four cartons that are normal, and then he's got that fifth carton that weighs 500 pounds. He's not going to be able to pull it out. He's yeah. just going to leave it in there. Truck drives off. Comes back around, picks up another linoleic acid, right? Another seed oil. Yeah. Now you got two cartons that weigh 500 pounds and three that don't. And and so in goes the continual consumption of these seed oils to where your body is like that worker trying to take that 500 pound out. Yeah. And so the half-life and how long these stay in your system, it's hard to say like exactly how long it is. Because when you look at like kids or you look at society in general, 
sure, we rode on bikes as kids and we did some of these things, but you still rode your bike to your buddy's house and then maybe you guys are hanging out in the back yeah, of course, or, yeah. or whatever, but it's not like you were running marathons like every single day. Like less, right. less Exactly. Even. Proportionally, yeah. it doesn't match up. So what changed? Well, the main things that changed is seed oil became extremely yeah. prevalent and it made it much easier at this point to put it into food right and the problem is we keep filling up our body inside of our adipose inside of our fat tissue we keep filling it up with these cartons that our body can't lift out that makes so much sense so just for people i know when we say seed oils at yeah, first i was oils? like what are seed oils so here's a list just so you guys can start checking your ingredients if you see these, try not to get these if you're getting some food. So Slap that carton out of their hand. Slap it out. <laughs> so we have plain old vegetable oil. If you see something that says vegetable oil, don't get it. Corn oil, safflower, sunflower, soybean, cottonseed, canola, peanut, or grapeseed. Hey, have you ever seen a canola? By the way, guys, <laughs> what a fun name. Let's just let's just throw a name on something, right? There's no canola vegetable. I have no clue, yeah. Yeah, go check that out. Okay, and so those things, beware, right? Now, when you're looking at food and you're trying to find some snacks to buy, you want to look for fruit oils like olive, avocado, and coconut oil. So those are the ones that you can go towards. The rest, run away. That's it. That's it. And it's hard to find, but there's definitely companies out there that are making clean snacks that are, you know, free of seed oils, which right. is good. And the thing is, it's like everybody is pretty well informed that the food industries don't have our best intentions at heart, right? So when you go and you look at all the ingredient lists and you see over and over again these seed oils, it's they're not using it because it's healthy. Yeah. They're using it because it's profitable, because right. they can mass produce it at a lower cost. And now who's who benefits from that? Of course they do. And the yeah. downside is we consume it. So right. if you can keep it out, keep it out. Yeah, and something we do, which is kind of fun with the kids, is we let them shop with us. Right. And so I let the kids look at ingredient labels. And so it's fun when they find a product, they're like, mom, mom, this has no seed oils, you know? And so, yeah. I mean, obviously those snacks taste a little different. They're like more natural flavoring, yeah. but you get used to it. And it's kind of fun to like figure out which snacks you can buy that are seed oil free. For sure. But, and I think probably for some people, it might be easy to hear that and go like, wow, that seems like really restrictive on your kids. Do you really show them all those things? Like yeah. sometimes people think that. And kind of my first thought is like, as a parent, it's my job and Jess's job to instill as many truths and best values as we can in our kids, right? In the same yeah. way that we teach our kids to brush their teeth, we're going to teach them what is going to be beneficial for your life and what's going to be beneficial for your health as much as anything else. Absolutely. You guys hear our, dog? Our, dog <laughs> our dog is, is... <laughs> snoring in the background. He's like dreaming slash snoring at the same time. That's funny. I know. I literally raised my voice, so <laughs> I was like, "I was like, what is going on in the background?" He, it sounds like he stopped now. If he starts going, we're just going to be quiet hilarious. again. <laughs> all right. So I think we covered that pretty well, right? Don't you That's think? it. Um, all right. Let's go off topic and let's talk about if you're newer to fitness, where do you start? I don't know. What would you do? I, you know, if I was new to fitness, I would, you know, I would tend to start slow. Yeah. Is what I would think. Basically with anything, if you're going to start something, I would try to figure out how to start slowly into it and create a habit yeah. and stay consistent with whatever I'm choosing to do. Yeah. Dream big and plan small. Yeah, absolutely. Have short-term goals and long-term goals. That's right. So, so exactly. We love the word so, I guess. So, 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 so. Mm -hmm. if 
you wanted to learn a language. You have to dream big. You have to imagine yourself speaking this language to other native speakers. You got to like be excited about it. Yeah. You're not going to, with this big dream, just manifest that instantly. You Mm -hmm. have to start small, right? So you have to dream big, but plan small. And you know what I think I would do? Yeah. I would, number one, either purchase a program that I was going to follow so I didn't have to think about when I walk in the gym what I'm going to do. Or two, I would join a gym like our gym where the program is there, the community is there, you know, there's, you just show up and you don't have to think about it. So really the only thing you have to plan is what day, what class am I going to go to? Yeah. Literally just all you got to do is figure out how to get through the door. Yeah. Because if you go to a gym, they're going to scale appropriately. Like at our gym, we make sure if you're newer to fitness, we modify the workouts for you if there's any modifications that you may have. Injuries or, you know, just newer to fitness and movement. Um, or if you purchase a program online, maybe cut it in half when yeah. you first start going in the gym. Yeah, you know? absolutely. If you're brand new, do not bog yourself down with, like, decision fatigue. Right. Get a part of something that's proven and that people are going to take care of you and care about you. And then just run with it and just show up every day, start small, and dream yeah. big. Yeah. I think that's so true. And then at the same time, you know, if you're starting fitness, you're new to it, you need to realize that recovery is going to be a big thing as well. So What's recovery, man? Yeah, I don't even sleep, know what that boy. means. Better get some sleep and food in you. I'm a Fitbit. I know exactly what my <laughs> sleep is. I do. I'm telling you, I do. Uh, she stays on this I'm Fitbit. A little yeah. addicted. A little OCD, but, but that's all right. It's, it's good. Okay. It's okay. It's going to be all right. <laughs> Keep it charged. Um, yeah, so make sure you definitely. Get good sleep because I feel like sleep is number one. If it I don't sleep well, man, I can't train. It is number one. And number yeah. two is, am I getting the proper nutrients to build the house I want? Yeah. Right? Protein. That's it. Working out's like having the plans. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the right nutrients, it's not going to happen. And if you're not getting the right sleep, it's yeah. like you don't have the wages to pay the workers. Yep. That's true. Um, can you build muscle and lose fat at the same time? That's a great question, right? This has got to be the most controversial question. I want to do both. I want to do everything. (laughs) And the answer is it depends. It depends on how fit you are, to what level you're at. Like for somebody brand new, um, if you start working out, you are going to stimulate muscle and you're probably going to burn fat. And I know they say that's not accurate, but listen. How could it not be though? Listen, here's the deal, right? You have a cycle, right? Like what I mean is... At what point are you working out and getting sleep and then you go, okay, now I'm cutting and now I'm building and now I'm cutting, right? Like, is that measured every 24 hours? Is that measured every week? Is that measured every month? So, like... I think people only talk about that with caloric deficit. If you're in a a surplus or a caloric deficit, that's the only way you're going to build or lose. Right. That's how people see it. Right. Nobody can tell you the exact way that's going to make your muscle grow. They can talk about tension, total time under tension, hypertrophy. They can talk about everything. Nobody's going to tell you the exact thing that's going to make your your tendons and your neurologic strength go up to give you this much more of a PR. Nobody can tell you that with a certainty in any one area. We do, in all trainers across time, they work and they look at these correlates and they look at these outcomes and they look at this causation that they see. The reality is like if you're overweight and you're trying to gain muscle, go lift weights like you want to gain and eat appropriately and you're probably going to gain some muscle and lose some fat. And, right. it, and when at some points in the day you might be catabolic, breaking down fat, uh-huh. and at some days you might be anabolic, maybe while you're sleeping you got the proper nutrients or yeah. whatever, right? You're going to cycle back and forth. Um, Which brings me to the thought that you shouldn't track that with a scale. 
Absolutely not. Because that's kind of what will wrap your head around if you start. Maybe you are new to fitness. You want to lose weight. You start working out and build in building your muscle up well then you might gain a little bit and then you're like this isn't working right so yeah the scale is definitely not a good place to start measurements aesthetics looking pictures, at, at yourself honestly pictures, just pictures 100 percent easy too yeah and really like you know throw all that shit out and just make sure you're Stay working consistent. hard make sure you're paying attention to your recovery and yeah. dream of yourself as who you want to be mm-hmm. and make those outcomes last when you go in right like if you're looking at okay i have a meal coming up or whatever Work for it like you're a warrior. Like, earn that meal. Earn that everything. Like, without creating some kind of crazy diet thought process. Just in your mind, work for it. Game it. Get after it. Yeah. So true. Can you just, like... Lose stomach fat? That's Some people have that question. Oh, spot reduction. <laughs> yeah. They say no, but here's the deal. It depends on where you're storing most of your fat. That's I, what I think as well. I for mean, sure. Yeah. But, I mean, if you carry it in your stomach, it's probably harder to lose, it's right? It's also generally what happens with people is the last to arrive is the first to leave, right? So, like, the last the area last of your body that mm-hmm. got a little bit fatter will probably be the first area of your body that leans down, oh, gotcha, right? Gotcha. And so if you have, quote, stubborn belly fat, that's probably the fat you've had the longest on your body. Yeah. So it's going to take the most to kind of get down to that. Here's a neat thing that you could consider, though. You could consider doing some cold treatment, right, like some ice bath stuff. Um, they say that that helps take white fat, turn it into brown fat. So if you're in there icing your belly up and everything mm-hmm. else, there's a great possibility that it'll help turn to burn fat. Not burn fat, brown fat, brown fat helps burn fat. <laughs> no, that's no, true. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent, right? Um, which tan like, fat better than I'm white like, fat? Like what? No, it's true. But I'm excited because you're bringing me to the thought we are getting. I didn't an ice segue barrel, on purpose, but, but I can't coming. wait. I'm trying not to think about it because I can't wait. We're getting an ice barrel so we can do hot and cold therapy. I'm so that's excited. It. They that's say it. you only need what six minutes a week, mm, or is it eleven? I thought it was eleven. Yeah, eleven. Okay. 11 minutes. 11. I'm trying to... I'm trying Varying to... temperatures and everything else. Oh, but yeah, we'll three or four minutes a day. No big deal. Yeah. Anyway, are we finished? Um, Let's see. Stomach fat. Oh, you want to have fun? I do. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hey, listen. Here's our promise to you guys, by the way. We've always been mad busy, like, getting everything together. We're going to keep the podcast running with you guys. Keep the awesome questions coming. Uh, we're having fun. We look forward to adding more to it. And uh, did you want to close it out? Yeah. Okay. So... These are going to be interview questions. Oh, okay. Okay? So, well, first off, let me drink some of my reverse osmosis water here. Yeah, we got a filter. It's pretty cool. All right, so pretend you're in an interview. These are actually real interview questions because they'll ask people these questions, and then depending on how they answer, you know, they're looking for a good candidate for their job. Okay, so okay. that's my audience. Is This is a boss? Um, yeah, or, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, you ready? No, hold on. I got a couple more questions. I got to understand what's going on here. Uh, do it, I do I know what the job is for? Um, you're. I don't know. I don't know about that. You're just trying to answer the best you can. This is an interview. Okay, okay I'm just ready? trying to know my audience here. They're seeing how quickly you can think and respond. So my audience is looking for an expedient answer. Sure. Yeah, you can't take all day. Um, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be, and why? Oak. Next. Why? Why? Everybody knows oaks are strong, right? And that's it? I mean, what kind of tree do you want me? You want me to be a mustard seed? I'm asking just because you're strong, that's it? <laughs> what kind of tree would I be? I'd be an oak. Everybody knows it's dependable. It's been around for, you know, uh, it's the saying has been around for a long time because it proves true. It's it's steadfast. It's trustworthy. Uh, I believe that my character is the same, but ultimately I'm not big on self-testimony, so let's see what happens. I like that. That was good. 
Describe the color yellow to someone who is blind. Um, think high energy, vibrant. If it if it were a color, it would be the color that would slap you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking water? I was taking a drink of water. <laughs> that was pretty good. If it were a sound, it would be yellow. Okay. Okay. Why is a tennis ball fuzzy? This is an interview question? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Um... I guess because all of the other balls were preoccupied in real sports. <laughs> Listen, for you tennis players, no worries. I've tried to play tennis. I lob it out of the court. You know what I mean? So, like. <laughs> okay, here's one that I honestly don't even understand. This is more of your uh, attorney type questions, LSAT questions. You're in a room with three light switches. Each of. Okay, restart. You're in a room with three light switches, each of which controls one of three light bulbs in the next room. You need to determine which switch controls which bulb. All lights are off to begin, and you can't see into one room from the other. You can expect other the other room only once. How could you find out which switches are connected to which bulbs? You said you can inspect each room one time? Yes. Okay. What would you do? Hold on real quick. So I'm going to turn two on, leaving one off. Then I'll go into the room. Okay. And if that one is off, then I'll know which one is off already. Okay. If it's on, then that tells me it's one of the two. And so now as I go into room number two, well, before I go into room number two, I'll flip the secondary switch off. Then if I, let's see, what if oh, if it's on, that creates a problem. Let me think real quick. Okay, because I don't even know what I just read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. If it's on, if I walk in and it's... This is like escape room Hold on. Questions. Oh, no, no, okay, I got it. All right, it, it depends on what happens when you walk into the first room. So okay. the first light switch is off. Two and three are on. If I walk into room one and it's off, well, then I obviously know what room that is. If it's on, then I know it's not the off room, right? Yeah. So as I walk back out, I'm not going to make any more flips. I'm going to walk into the next room. If that light is on, right, uh-huh. and it's not off, then I know it's not switch one, right? Right. Um, if it's on, I know it's... I don't know if it's two or three yet. That only leaves me one room left. Boy, you really better hope you walk into room number two and it's off. Let me think a little bit further. Hold on. <laughs> this is a long question for a podcast. But to be honest, I don't even know if there's any answers to this. No, no, hold on. Let's see. Do you got it? Walk in room one. It says there isn't a, a correct answer, so take your time. There is not a correct That's answer? That's what it says. That's a silly question. Maybe. I don't know. It, if you get even a hint lucky, it's easy to it's easy to understand. It, like if you walk in, the close this out right. If you turn <laughs> off light switch number one and you leave two and three on, if you walk in and light switch and it's on, then you come back out right. You know it's not position number one, guaranteed right okay. because the lights on. So that means that first room you walked in could only be two or three at that point. Mm-hmm. When you walk into the next room, if you get lucky, right, and it's off, yeah, then you're done. Because when you come back out, all you have to do is flip the third light switch down, right? Okay. When you walk into the last room, if that mm-hmm. light is on, then that means 
light switch number one went with the uh, second room, the one that was off. Light switch number two went with the first room. And light switch number three goes with that one because it's turned off. If you walk into the second room, <laughs> okay, right, My brain too hurts. much. If you walk in the second room and it's turned on, you're in a little bit of a predicament at that point because you kind of you're still gonna have to take a guess. Oh, my brain hurts. Yeah, but that uh, is that very was too hard. that is very much how the LSAT works. <laughs> a little bit uh, longer. Hey, and tell him you started law school this week. Yeah, started. Yeah, I had started. a class yesterday. He's in school, guys. Yeah, I read one chapter. I'm pretty much a lawyer <laughs> at this point. <laughs> All right, so we're back on track. We're yeah. back, guys. We're back. We're yep. in routine. Yeah, right? listen, for whoever else had to listen to that logic question, go uh, hit that up. If you think of a different response, I would love to hear it. I think without getting lucky on the second room, it would be difficult to See, solve, though. this is what happens. You get stuck on those questions. I literally, I'm over it. That is actually, so the LSAT's normally like a five-question-based answer like that. Um, I think you have to be careful about how much you say, actually, mm. of what the LSAT is. Uh, but either way, it's like a five question based answer. And then you'll have a series of about like six questions that will go with a first problem like that. But each round of question, they'll add on some more difficulty to it. Fun test. All right. We're out of here. That's it. Are we signing out? Yep. All right, guys. Keep it coming. JP squared. Out.